What's going on, Stalemates? Welcome to another podcast episode, this time with University of Northern Colorado assistant coach Mike Marino. Before we begin, as always, we have to tell you about our sponsors who help us out. So first we have Barbarian Apparel, the best custom team apparel in the game. Whatever you need, they can hook you up. From logos to fabrics, they will work with you 100% of the way and get you the final product you want for your team. Find them at barbarianapparel.com. Next, we have Matman Edge. They have been manufacturing combat sports and apparel equipment since 1969. So from mat tape to knee pads to whatever else you may need, you can find them at matmanedge.com. And lastly, we want to tell you about our friends at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. For any flooring project or power washing project you need, whether at home or at your business, Trent from Above and Beyond Wash and Seal will hook you up. So find him at facebook.com slash abwashandseal. And before we begin, we want to remind you one more time about our Patreon. We are now on Patreon. And there you can find bonus content outside of our YouTube and our podcasts. We have been working diligently to load up our Patreon and make that $3.99 subscription worthwhile to you and have value for you. So go to patreon.com slash stalemates and there you can subscribe and gain access to that. And also with that, you'll gain access to our Stalemate Street League card August 13th. We now have a date. So, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Mike Marino. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Stalemates. Uh, first, this is our first athlete slash coach in studio, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off uh, his accolades here a little bit. This is a diagonal picture, so I have to hold my computer <laughs> like a newspaper. Uh, Let's see. True or false? Two-time NCAA All-American at 165 pounds. That's true. Three-time NCAA qualifier. True. Two-time Big 12 finalist. True. And then cornered a do- over a dozen All-Americans and national champions. Give or take. Those are those are juniors involved as well. Okay. <laughs> Michael Bart, Marino, Bart, ladies Bart. and gentlemen. There's two people in here. It's a little bit of applause. There you go. Can you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that made me feel a little, a little special. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back to your home state and kind of hometown. Do you, do you claim like somebody asked where you're from? Is it Urbandale or just Des Moines? Um, you know, it's funny. I I lived in Urbandale probably the least of of any place that I've lived since I've. I guess been around. Yeah, know? so you guys, uh, you guys started in Clorinda. You started in Clorinda, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. You surprised um, I knew that or no? I mean, that's pretty no, known. That's pretty. That's pretty widely known, especially f- for for Southwest Iowa folks. You know, I mean, I've known Mikey for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just Centerville down there. Um, but yeah, I, l- I lived in Clorinda for fourteen years. Um, no. Wow. So you, I didn't realize that. I thought it was like born there because like I was born in Ottumwa, Iowa. I was there for five years and then we left, so I don't. I hardly ever really mention Tumble because it's. Mm-hmm. I was raised in Centerville, you know. Yeah. But you spent 14 years in Clarinda, and then when you guys moved, was it a wrestling-related move or was it just like a life move, um, or both? I guess it well, could be both. I, it was. It was both. I mean, my my parents, 
they had us young, you know, four kids. Um, you know, I think I was 21, 22, my mom was when I was born. So, um, you know, they, they moved to this, you know, Clorinda, and, you know, it was a great opportunity for them. Obviously, my, my dad went on to win, you know, coach of the year down there once, won a state title, a team title. Um, so it was a good starting point. Um, but I think when we were looking at opportunities, I mean, my dad was kind of looking at us, you know, I started, you know, I was about to go into high school. So kind of just from an opportunity standpoint, get more eyes on me. And, and I think too, professionally for him, it was, it was a new challenge, you know, stepping up into 3A um, when he got the offer at Urbandale. Um, we had some people we knew here, um, Tim Carver, um, known him for years. He's, you know, married to family friends. And, and he, at the time, I believe he was the Dean of Students at the time. Um, so we kind of had some, some connections here and they were big fans of dad. And yeah, we jumped on board. I was not a fan at the time. Of Urbandale? At the time, I did not want to leave. You know, it's all, I, all I knew was Clarinda. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, Dad got a great opportunity to, to start the program up here and, and really get it rolling. And obviously, they had a lot of success in the early 2000s, late 90s, um, before we got there. But um, it was a good opportunity for Dad and a good opportunity for me and my brother to kind of get some more eyes on us, you know, in the 3A stage. And obviously, nothing bad against 2A. Yeah, this is a two-way podcast. I know, that, I, know I know that's a touchy subject. No, yeah. <laughs> but it is uh, what it is. But it was it was good for us. So um, moved to Urbandale, went to uh, high school here for four years. Um, you guys had a, you guys had a little bit of a run. So like when I when I was like a really young kid, it was like um, TJ Siebel and stuff. And like in my eyes, mm -hmm. from Centerville, like I thought Centerville was you know the end all be all for wrestling. And then you know I got older, and then. I want to you you graduated in 2010 or 9? Uh, 10. 10? Okay. So yes. you would have been like a senior when I was a freshman. So a lot of the guys that I remember, like, you know, when you start looking up the high school kids, it was like your guys' class. Yeah. And Urbandale was definitely. And when you look now at what's going on in the wrestling landscape, it's so much different. Like, I think about it was like Urbandale, it was Ballard. It mm -hmm. was Iowa City West. It Denver. was even even like Roosevelt was had a little oh, run with yeah, the Meeks yeah, and stuff, you know. Yeah. We, we had a little. It's funny now because I love all those guys, those Roosevelt guys now, you know. But back then, it was it was on site. We had a pretty. If fierce, I saw you on the streets, it was on site. Rivalry. And I think it all kind of started with with me and, and John Nicholson, who I also have grown to really appreciate now. I like John. You yeah, know, you guys end up Chad being Lohman teammates and, too, you know. Yeah, all, all those guys. Um, I like now, you know, Chad Lohman, John Meeks. I mean, John was teammates with John Meeks too. I mean, but yeah, that Roosevelt back back then was, they were loaded, man. They were loaded. Loaded. So, no, it, it's changed, and a lot of things have stayed the same at the same time. I mean, West is back to being pretty tough. and you know, Your dad's back? My dad's back. Yeah, he's he's back. back in the saddle. You got to camp real quick before, uh, yeah. before people, if they end up leaving the episode, I want to get this camp out there really quick. So June 24th and June 25th, the Michael Marino Wrestling Clinic um, at Urbandale High School at North Gym. Check it out. Uh, hit up. How do, how, do, how would they sign up for this, I guess? I get, uh, so Actually, can you lift this up a little bit to your yeah. face? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so how do, how, would they, how do they end up uh, getting signed up for this? So they can go to the Urbandale website that does it. Um, frankly, the, the best way to do camps for us is, is to go through these schools. Um, obviously, Urbandale High School. Um, it's my my high school. It's where yeah. I went. So you um, want you want to go and show them the banners. That's what you want. Right, to do. right. Yeah. I'm. I might be up here. Is your <laughs> is your name? Is do they have something in the gym there? Uh, yeah. There's a little Hall of Fame area. You walk in. I haven't nice. been. I haven't been back to the high school in years. Um, probably 
yeah, three years, four years. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's up there. <laughs> how so. much of how much are these? I was never good. I was never good enough to get like recruited or anything. Yeah. How much of these camps are coaches trying to like trying to recruit these kids? There's 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 obviously something to that, right? Um, let, 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 pro- let, professionally, anytime that you know you have an opportunity to kind of like meld those things together, you know, it's two birds one stone kind of deal. You you want to do it. Right. So, um, at camps, you know, I can go out and I can observe kids, but at the same time, it's also just, you know, it's good just from a exposure point of view, mm-hmm. right? Like just get out, um, be seen, you know, and, and, and really the final thing is just obviously doing what we always do as wrestling coaches and just trying to help those around us, right? Lift those up around us and help the wrestling community, especially the community that was there for me. You know, mm-hmm. this area, um, especially in my high school years, um, was really formative for me in my wrestling career. So to be able to get back and, and kind of give back a little bit, that to me is is the reason I coach. So that's the first and foremost. But obviously, you know, recruiting observations. Um, How is, know, there, is there ever any kid that comes to mind that you guys might not have been recruiting and not even at not even at Northern Colorado or if you ever like was there ever a friend of yours or anybody that comes to mind that wasn't really getting recruited and then they get in front of a coach at one of these camps whether it was at Iowa State whether it's at uh, Northern Colorado was there ever a kid that was like well we weren't really looking at this kid but we really liked the way that this kid was grinding at camp or we really liked his personality or you know who this kid is does that ever happen is there anybody that comes to mind yeah absolutely I probably should have freshed up on the recruiting rules a little bit I'm not really sure if I'm supposed to say names, but, uh, okay, but, there, but, but, but it happens all the time <laughs> and it's usually always Iowa kids. You know, um, this is obviously it's, it's my, it's my home state. I like to recruit this state. Yeah. Obviously there's three pretty big schools that wrestlers like to go to in this state. So it's, it's, it's proven difficult to pull them out. Um, but these camps are perfect for that. And mostly it's kids that come to art. You know, we had, you know, the urban or the, Troy Nickerson wrestling camps in at Northern Colorado on campus that we do every summer. Obviously last summer we weren't able to do them. We weren't able to, to get them together this summer. Um, but we see kids that come down to that camp, obviously because of the Iowa connection. Um, we've had Iowa teams down there. Definitely have seen kids, you know, one kid in particular, we'll know when I'm talking about him, um, that we saw him and, you know, just his work ethic and, you know, we saw his ceiling and, and everything. And, um, I think it really worked for us. He chose uh, to go another route, which again, can't, can't, can't blame these kids for, you know, they, they're trying to do what's best for them. But uh, we do see kids at camp all the time that catch our eye and like, Hey, this, we weren't, this guy wasn't on our radar. This guy wasn't on our radar now, but or he's now, you know, like let's, let's go, you know, see what he's doing, see what, you know. So you features. guys kind of use these for like showcases too, a little bit. Yeah. You know, we see showcases more in like baseball and, and stuff where they go out and they just kind of throw in front of a coach or mm-hmm. just kind of be around the coaches and stuff. They don't really do that in wrestling, do they, besides these camps? Not not really. I mean, th- you're seeing that now, right? You're seeing a lot of these, like, recruiting showcase tournaments, you know, these uh, combine camps. You know, they are starting to get a little bit more popular. Um, but you do have to get a little creative in how you're looking to do it. You know, in wrestling, it's a little different. You can't just, you know set up a recruiting showcase and and hope that all the best guys in your state show up it's it doesn't always work like that so you gotta get a little creative and and just do your own thing so obviously these camps are a good opportunity for us to do that um at the same time you know it's also just a good opportunity to get out and get better do something different in the summer for us too as as a staff and 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 just get out and travel and, and help 
people around us get better because i mean we're not traveling too far it's probably the farthest i travel for camps but are you are you the road dog uh yeah me and kylie Ky come with you me or and no? kylie are gonna yeah. be yeah kylie's already hit a few um camps he's been he's he, he's gonna be grinding this summer so yeah it, we, we both will but he's already hit one and or two and that's kind of our plan this summer is just again exposure and yeah and, and get getting your name out, out there and, and and get in front of some of these kids that we might not see on a normal basis um i think you know kylie was in south dakota last week you know i'm up here in iowa i'll be in iowa twice this summer and you know just just being able to kind of get out branch out a little bit spread our roots um obviously we got a bunch back in colorado too how much how many times do you name drop justin gaethje when you're on these recruiting trips not at all Maybe here or there, kind of feel the kid out, see if he's a UFC fan or what oh, do you think? You know you gotta you gotta use Gaethje, man. Yeah. No, he's he's still he's is he still, still involved a little bit or maybe behind the scenes. He is. He he stays pretty low key, I will say. Um, you know, but he's at duels every now and then. He'll yeah. he'll kind of just sit up in the back by himself and he trains out there still, right? Trains in Denver. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So how what, what was that, Tyler? How far was that? From uh Greeley. Mm, do you know the distance? Probably it depends on like what part hour? of Denver you want to get to. It can be anywhere from forty-five, you know, from that yeah. far. So he could still edge. if he wanted to show up and kind of roll with the kids, he could. Does that ever happen? No, he's he's busy, dude. Yeah. We, we, he doesn't get in the room too often. He does. He comes to events, you know, comes to you know fundraisers, stuff like that. But busy guy, you know, and he's yeah. He fights a lot too. His volume yeah. isn't exactly low now that he's kind of made it a little mm -hmm. bit. People know who he is. His fight, his fight volume will probably drop a little bit just because that's. Yeah, you get bigger, you Probably get bigger paychecks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, He's been so. such a warrior for so long. You watched the fights last night, uh, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy card. Crazy card. Brennan Moreno looked good, man. Stud. Yeah, I only want to drop because we share a name. I don't know the dude, but <laughs> I was gonna make I was gonna make a corny joke and be like, couldn't get Brandon Moreno, so we got Michael Moreno, but I did anyways, just right there. Yeah. Um, you got the diet. Did you ever wrestle anybody or recruiting trips? or anything like that, that the kid ended up in the UFC? Like, was there ever anybody, like, I know, like, Usman was kind of around at that time. Mm -hmm. um, there's some guys around your age that are now in the UFC that are big names. Maybe not have been a big uh, college wrestler or anything like that, or folk style, but they ended up doing big things in the UFC. Does anybody come to mind? Um, yeah. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Duran Wynn. Yes, of course. Duran's in the Is that weird to see that? Uh, it, it, it is, but um, it isn't. You know, yeah. yeah is that you, something that he always wanted to do? Did he talk about it a lot or no? I, you know, thinking back, I don't really know, honestly. Um, but I knew probably, you know, right when it kind of started, right when he kind of started making that transition, I mean, he was pretty vocal about it. And I always knew that that was probably something that suited him. You know, mm -hmm. he's a, he's a, he can talk, you know, he's a, he's a very charismatic guy. Um, he's got, he's got a lot of DC in him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, they are very similar. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty close too. So, makes a lot of sense right so uh little dc and big dc so yeah duran you know good friend of mine he's, he's in there um phil haas who actually they're gonna fight I mean, duran and phil are gonna fight which is kind of a do weird... they do they know each other behind the scenes i mean they probably know of each I'm other trying but... to think of the of the timeline at iowa state but i think phil might have been gone before before Duran got there to train at yeah. the cwc at the time um so i don't know if they know each i know they know each other but I don't know if they know each other from that. I think it's maybe just the fight game now. But uh, were you ever there when like Usman would come and work out at yeah, all? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, Usman. I mean, again, I he was bigger, you know, so I really didn't get in on that kind of that training. But he would come in and roll with some of the bigger guys in, in the in the team at the time. Um, 
Yeah, we kind of had an influx of that actually at Iowa State while we were there. Kingmo used to come around a lot too. So really, yeah, he's friends with uh, Kevin Jackson, so it was easy. Let's yeah. talk about um, let's talk about Kevin Jackson a little bit. I'm yeah. a big Iowa State fan. Uh, of course, <laughs> I have been to dang near every home duel since the Kevin Jackson era, and then beyond into the Kevin Dresser era. And you, when you think about Kevin Dress or Kevin Jackson's era, there's a lot of losses. But then there's guys like you, there's guys like Kyvin, there's other, you know, all Americans throughout the time that you think, think about, and he was really good for people like you. And then other people didn't work out. What do you think the biggest thing is about like, what did you, why did Kevin Jackson work for you? Um, he believed in me. And I think, I think, uh, that goes a long way, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, you know, obviously I, I don't want to get in too much into what went, you know, what was the issues there or whatever. But for me, it, it worked for me. We, we had a great system in place. KJ motivated me, everything that I wanted. I wanted to please KJ. Um, you know, he was like second father figure to me. Mm. You know, I had a lot of respect for him. So I always wanted to do right by him, you know. Um, now I had assistant coaches that helped me a lot, a lot too. Um, but as far as like KJ goes, I mean, he motivated me to, to go to battle for him because I knew he would do the same for us. Um, so some of us on the team, it was really, it was easy for us to, to kind of go out on our shield, if you will, you know, for, for him. So he, he loves Iowa State, you know, or, you know, at, at the time he would do any, anything oh, yeah. for Iowa State. You know, it's where he went, to, it's where he finished his career. You know, he had a lot of, a uh, lot of memories there. Me and his son were actually born around the same time when he was training in Ames. And I was, obviously, my dad was going to school at Iowa State. So um, me and Cole kind of quote unquote, grew up together mm. a little bit. So we have some memories there. And, and I think the personal touch also helped too, but I was just really willing to do whatever for that guy. So that worked for me because we all know wrestling. It's, you know, it's, it's all you got all the time. And sometimes if you have an extra little bit of motivation, I mean, mm -hmm. that can go a long way. So for me, KJ was, you know, I, I wanted to do right by him. And that made things a little easier. What I did like about KJ was he I feel like he always recruited really exciting wrestlers. You know, <laughs> he almost had that, uh, you know, I feel like he's more of a freestyle guy than folk style guy. And when you look at the guys that he would recruit, it was guys who would have freestyle success, but also like just the way that they wrestled, mm -hmm. like Dante Rodriguez comes to mind. He was <laughs> always going upper body dollars. <laughs> um, Earl Hall comes to mind. Super yep. exciting guy to watch. Kyvin, you, you know, all those guys were guys that were, fireworks and like it so with i kept going to the duels because you just never knew who was gonna pull something off like when luke ghetto beat kendrick maple like that was oh, exciting yeah. I, I don't think that was at home but um, no it was at oklahoma yeah. yeah like that one like i always felt like that era like the, so many guys were like and it could have just been could have been me being like a huge homer but there were so many guys that were like right on the cusp of like right. really turning it around like i remember John Meeks wrestled and lost to Devin Carter for like one point, yeah. you know, like all these things, there's like, these guys are right there who just can't really get yeah. to that next thing. Uh, let me ask you this. What's the biggest difference between Kevin Jackson and Troy Nickerson? And not, I'm not like asking you to compare them, but like, how, how do they differ as coaches? So KJ, KJ was a, a, an elite technician. I mean, he still is to this day. I mean, you see him working with USA wrestling. I mean, they got him working with, best kids in the country you know mm -hmm. he he's overseeing that so it goes without saying he's a master technician 
great in the room, you know. Um, Troy is more of what you're seeing more and more of these days. He's he's that CEO archetype, you know. He's he's great delegator, you know, really good at. He's kind of more reserved, kind of laid back. Yeah, you feel yeah, like? Yeah, uh, I mean, he's from New York, so yeah, yeah. He's pretty he's pretty New York to the bone. I wouldn't know if he I can call chirp that and stuff. Laid back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but he's he's very uh, very organized, you know, very organizationally minded. Like everything is. Is compartmentalized and and it helps us run really efficiently. So that CEO mindset he's got, you know, almost runs it like a business, um, you know, top down. Yeah. And that's again, that's helped us be really efficient, which we need. You know, obviously we're in the Big Twelve, um, we're an affiliate school, so um, you know, our our enrollment, everything, uh, you know, the haves and have nots. You know, we're, we're starting where we started. You know, it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. from what he's been able to do, and it's just because we're able to run smoothly like oil, you know, just again, efficient from the top down, just run it more like a business. When he was at Iowa state, did you look at him like, yeah, this guy's probably not going to be very long. Cause he's probably gonna be a head coach somewhere. Did you see that in him? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's always been kind of his personality. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's always been ready to lead. He's been mature beyond his years since I met him. I mean, I think when he took the Northern Colorado job at the time, he was the youngest head coach in the country. Mm. And I think we all kind of saw that in him a little bit. You know, he's always been that more, I guess, mature guy. And, and like I said, that business mind really made it so where he knew that he needed to to run his own program someday. I think Iowa State was a great stopping point for him before he took the reins of a program. You know, you, you got to be able to see how all these different programs operate and everything. So he did his two years in, in Ames, and I think he learned a lot. And um, I think after those two years, he was like, yeah, I can I can do this. I can, I can run this program. So took over Northern Colorado after that, and two years later, I – I joined him. So your dad wrestled at Iowa State, mm-hmm. All-American. You grew up in the state of Iowa. Uh, close connection with KJ. Was it always Iowa State, or was there ever, like, <laughs> you know, were you just waiting on that Iowa State offer? Um, so it's, you know, I had a, I had a, I think it's not that complicated, actually. Um, yeah. I, I had a, I had a, my, my recruiting process was, I mean, it's like a lot of kids, but at the same time, like, I think, and again, maybe it's ego that tells me this, but I think a lot of people kind of assumed that I was probably going to go to Iowa State, you know. Um, I did get recruited, obviously, by other schools. I, I took a – there was actually a week where I was pretty convinced I was going to Old Dominion. Oh, I just went wow. out, I just went out there and had an awesome visit, and I was a kid. And, south, know. kind of. Yeah. Is that the south like, or east coast? It's like the eastern seaboard, Virginia yeah. Beach. I don't know. Why? I why? What, happen, what happened there? because uh, John, John Eccleson went there like were you guys yeah, friends at that time kind of or no it was more I think you know at the time Steve Martin just really liked recruiting Iowa um he had had success you know James Nicholson John's older brother was an all-american at Old Dominion um you know he had had success coming you know Chad Loman went there for a few years too yeah. so like he had had success recruiting out of Iowa um took a big swing you know and and I went out there I really enjoyed my time you know like I said for a week I was like thinking being trying to be the contrarian like i might go here like this this place pretty cool you know but i think when it came down to it i mean i don't think i was ready to did your dad call you did your dad call you and say hey mike get home man you gotta get home a little bit no my dad was actually really good about it my dad throughout the whole wrestling my wrestling life he's been exemplary as far as like how a dad should probably handle his kid being successful in in the sport that he's coaching him in so he's always been pretty good about that and he was very adamant that it was my decision and I think he was a little 
probably concerned when I enjoyed my Old Dominion trip. Did you ever tell him I'm, I think I might go here? Yeah, I, I remember telling like telling him like, hey, this place was pretty cool. Like both my parents like, hey, I, I like this place. And my mom's like, well, why don't we just wait, <laughs> yeah. wait and see yeah. how your other visits go? And then I took my Iowa State trip the next the next week, and I just kind of was like. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, fool, I'm fooling myself. Uh, this is it. it. Mostly, it came down to a couple of things. Obviously, I always wanted to go there because um, my dad did, right? And living in Iowa my whole life, it was, you know, Iowa State, Iowa, you and I. So I, you know, obviously chose Iowa State and to, to root for growing up. And it just, it felt right. It was comfortable. It was close to home. Yeah. You know, it was the biggest thing. And, and you know, I'm big with, you know, family's really important to me. So I wanted to be close to them and them being able to support me. Plus, I knew I had a little brother coming down the pipe that oh, wanted yeah. to make things a little easier for him, too. Although he he had a couple schools, too, that he was looking at. What was so. his second? He was he really liked Doug Schwab, which, of course. Okay, that would make all, sense. I could do, see right? that. Yeah, yeah. I was so worried you were going to say the other school. Yeah. No. Come on now. He, uh. did go to, <laughs> he did go to grad school there. I don't give him enough crap for it. but. All right, let me ask you this, too. What's the worst wrestling venue you've ever wrestled at, and why is it Carver? <sighs> I actually love wrestling at Carver. Okay, so I would I would be for different reasons. <laughs> I would be more like you. Like I fe I feel like I was never ever booed in my life because I never got to a point where someone would care to boo me, right? <laughs> Besides my mom or something. But my mom boos. Me I would have loved to be booed. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Did you get booed there? Like, I feel like you were a home kid and yeah, like I didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you didn't I, seem like that. I didn't booable. get booed. Kyvin would kind of amp it up. Like <laughs> yeah. Kyvin kind of feel like lives through that, and like Kyvin would go out there and dominate. So he would, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you you did too, but like Kyvin really wanted to like send a message. I felt like yeah. Um, he lived did you that feel rivalry. like that, or were you more like I'm gonna just gonna compete, pretend like it's not Carver? Like how did you how did you navigate the whole like rivalry between you know Iowa and Iowa State? It was it was life or death for me. Which yeah. again, you know, I think I think a lot of athletes, as coaches, you should you should be feeding that a little bit, right? You want to get your guys to get up a little bit more. Did that week feel more like? Yeah, it's on site. Yeah, it was more like you know you're kind of on edge all week. Um, you know, you're, you're you're tense. You know, all you're really thinking about is one guy. You know, which again, it's a lot like a, a lot of duels, right? Yeah. You know, leading up to a lot of duels, but there's just something special about it, something a little extra. Either no, you know. I think we all, I mean, every year it was the same thing. Like, hey, if you look on paper, like, you could sneak a few and you can make <laughs> yeah. this a duel. And that was me literally sitting <laughs> in high school like, I think, you know, I think I think uh, he can win there, you know. Like, yeah. I think this guy can beat him. Like, hey, he's, hey you, you never know. Like, if all things go right, we might get criteria and win this yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, right. Like, it never ended up going that way. But I'll tell you what, though. That year you were gone. This is a few years ago. Whenever. Uh, I remember was watching a it. One-point duel. I'm sitting there in the crowd at, a, at at the arena, right, at Carver Hawkeye, and I'm with all my buddies. They're all Hawkeyes, and I'm literally, like, the, there's two Cyclone guys in the section. The other guy's, like, four rows in front of me, and mm -hmm. it's, like, sold out because this is, like, the beginning of Dresser, so, like, the Hawkeye fans are kind of, like, let's see, let's see where they're at type of thing. And I'm sitting there, and it's, like, Iowa State won, like, the first three matches, and I'm, like – cheering but i'm knowing that like their hammers are coming yeah because where they started the duel it was like very favorable to us mm -hmm. and i'm like cheering and i'm like texting people and everyone's like okay just wait till the second half whatever and then things keep going our way keep going our way and i'm like i'm like i don't know you know here we go i don't know and then all of a sudden like i'm like holy crap like this is within sight and right. then like, gomez like had him on his back Ooh. 
and it was DeSanto of all people. And I'm like, after we left, if you would, if you weren't paying attention to that dual meet and you just happened to walk by, you would have think you would have thought Iowa State won and Iowa lost because they were like, holy crap, they are on our heels. They're coming, yeah. And I, Iowa State fans, I'm walking away and I was like yelling outside. I'm like, the tides are turning, the tides are turning. But we'll see what happens. I remember watching that dual. We were watching, so we were in a break at Vegas. Cliff I think Keen. it was at Vegas. Because Iowa State's usually at Vegas, but we were at Vegas and they were watching the duel. So it must have been a different year or a weird year. And, and anyway, we, we were watching it in the stands and the flow guys were watching it at the grandstand, across, mm. the main stage. Leave that, leave that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Keep going. The, the, that one other media company, <laughs> no. they were all watching all that stuff over there. And they were like, yeah, they're like a couple seconds behind, uh, ahead of us. And they were like, oh, and you're like, like we're like, yeah. like yelling. I'm like, you know, Sion's over there. I know Sion, yeah. you know, from he's Iowa State days. And I like look him. up and be like, hey stop yeah like we, we don't know yet stop like we we want to we want to be surprised so and then oh, so we actually we remember watching that in the uh whatever that place is that you wrestle in in vegas big old room so dang ballroom yeah it kind of hurts to go back and think about that but yeah um it is what it is uh, i'm gonna ask you just some random some random wrestling questions yeah. not really pertaining to you but just as a wrestling fan mm -hmm. you're still a wrestling fan right absolutely okay yeah Logan Paul, wrestling world, should they claim him or should they not? I mean, I, did, you see that, did you see the debate? Yeah, you can claim him if you want. I, Whatever, man. I mean, if he wrestled, he wrestled. I, I understand why maybe people don't want to claim him, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter. If the dude wrestled, he, he wrestled. <laughs> and, and he, he did. At a, high, at a pretty yeah. high level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fifth in state in Ohio? Pretty good. Pretty good. When you can, well, All things considered, I mean, again, we have a tendency – you know, coaching at the D1 level, we have a tendency to downplay some things like that. But it is, that is a pretty good accomplishment. And I mean, you kind of have to claim him as a wrestler. Yeah, a there, we go. <laughs> you, there we go. You kind of have to, right? I don't, yeah. again. Don't go ahead. And we're going to make the title Michael Marino co-signs Logan Paul. Oh my God. Uh -huh. Don't do that. No? That's not what, that's not what I want <laughs> that to say. That's not what I meant. But if you're looking at facts, I mean, he did in fact wrestle so he did i don't know that. Yeah. you can't really argue much anymore so no yeah. he did it's a proof it's out there there's a picture and everything <laughs> yeah photo internet okay tomorrow you get voted as a ceo president of wrestling in general mm -hmm. actually college wrestling college wrestling okay and they say you can make whatever move you want are you staying with folk style or are you switching it to freestyle mm. that's a that's a tough question because there's a lot of things about folk style that I do love. Um, but I think from a purist standpoint, that gets in our way. We get in our own way. Sometimes I do think that we could maybe market freestyle a little better. You know, especially when you're talking, you know, like you talked about some athletes earlier about how they excelled at freestyle. Like those are typically the exciting, explosive, big move athletes that you like to see that they excel in freestyle. Because you get rewarded more for being exciting, you know, explosive high flying, you know, so maybe we could market freestyle a little better again. I don't know the, the real true answer to that because I'm just a guy with an opinion and, you know, we, we all, we all are, that's a, you know, I hate when people kind of feel like their opinions matter more than the yeah. others, but at the end of the day, we're all fans of the same thing. We all want the same thing. We you all know? want wrestling to flourish and, and, and do as well as it can and get in front of more eyes. And we want to share our love with more people. Right. And there's nothing, 
at base, there's nothing selfish or greedy or egotistical about that. But when people, you know, people do have a tendency to jump in and be like, this is what's best for wrestling, period. Y'all need to stop arguing. It's like we all have different angles that we look at in different ways we look at wrestling and, and how we can improve it. And I think all of those ideas are valid until they're not, right, until we try them and they don't work. But right now what we can't do is just stay stagnant. You know, we got to mm. keep moving and keep trying to improve it and make that product a little shinier. Again, I, I'm one of those thoughts, you know, that doesn't really think, you know, maybe maybe wrestling never will be as big as football or, or basketball. And, and I think we have to be okay with that. There's some mm. niche sports in there that do really well. Golf is huge these days. I mean, golf is, and golf's always been popular, but it's blowing up. You know, there's like sports out there that have their niche that still are able to, to really get in front of a large audience. So we don't have to try to be football. We don't have to try to be basketball. Let's just be wrestling and let's try to be honest about what our sport does and, and what it does for young men and women. And, and I think that'll take us a long way. I mean, it drives me crazy though. When I see some of these other sports kind of surpass wrestling, like I think jujitsu is on its way to yeah. surpass us. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you had the opportunity in Clorinda, Iowa to wrestle. You, I don't know, but you most likely probably didn't have the opportunity to do jujitsu at a young age unless you were driving to wherever. In right? the ninety, I mean, in the nineties, probably, uh, probably not a lot of places. So hard pressed to find a place even like Omaha in the nineties. I could be wrong on that. But my point is, there's so many more kids out there who have the opportunity to wrestle than yeah. have the opportunity to do jujitsu. Now, there's probably more jujitsu opportunities now. Um, than there used to be for jujitsu. Right. But you got to think about how big of a sport wrestling is on a grandiose scale, whether they're fans or just kids wrestling in a club or high school, whatever. Like to see us get surpassed by some of those sports tells me we're, I don't think that we're doing, um, we could be doing more, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and like we wanted to do this podcast to, to, to introduce some of these storylines and stuff to those people because yeah. those people who are not quite wrestling fans yet, they probably don't care about breaking down technique right. podcasts. They don't and stuff. know they don't know what they don't Right. Know they might eventually about. get to that point. Yeah. You know, like when I first started watching UFC, I didn't know crap about anything. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, if this guy knocks this guy out, he wins. If this right. guy submits it's him, human he wins. cockfighting. I still much. don't <laughs> I still not gonna act like I know anything about the combat thing. I've never made that walk. I've never practiced any of that. But the more you watch it, the more you kind of pick up on like, oh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna take his back. Yeah. You know, he's gonna do this and that, you know, his leg kick, stuff like that. You start to pick up on stuff. Mm -hmm. So you get to that point. Right. But at first you need those like storylines of like you know why does why does michael moreno you know not like iowa because his dad you know like eh, i don't know how you feel about them i'm just kind of giving yeah. i shouldn't use your name use just a random why does this random <laughs> iowa state wrestler like not like this guy or like you know your your rivalries with whoever it is right and then you know oh now i want to watch to see how this plays out okay now i'm gonna start watching this da, 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 and then we get down the road and then you can break down and get smarter things but i feel like with wrestling we always start off with like I feel like we just write off people who, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he wasn't a state champ. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about because he wasn't division one. You know, you're not an athlete. Da, da, da. Like to me, it's like, guys, we're shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. Yeah. You know, we gotta, we gotta branch out and kind of, I look at like skateboarding a lot. 
because skateboarding is really tough. I'm kind of ranting a little bit here, but skateboarding is like really tough. Yeah. Wrestling is really tough. It's almost like that same mindset where you're like, you have to suck for, mm -hmm. how long did you suck? I don't think I. Did you ever suck? Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I don't think I, I got, I don't think I got to a point where I was like, wrestling's going to take me places. Probably until like, I, mean, I wasn't even successful until like eighth grade. I placed it at, at Tulsa. I got like third in Tulsa in eighth grade. Yeah. I went 0-2 in seventh grade, you know? So I didn't really start thinking like, I could, okay. I, I, I could be pretty good at this and probably until like eighth grade, maybe even later, if we're being honest from, from like a mental standpoint, like yeah. my head, what my head was telling me. Um, I think my dad saw it pretty early, but. So I, I look at, you know, skateboarding and wrestling and you got to suck for a long time yeah. and eventually you get good. Right. But I look at skateboarding, I feel like skateboard is so much bigger than, than wrestling too because they have these huge corporate sponsors. They've got TV deals. Those skateboarders turn into celebrities in a sense. And I know they're kind of, you know, different things. And some people might say it's apples and oranges and stuff. But if you look at them, I'm like these, you know, we always say wrestling is not going to grow because it's just too tough of a sport for a lot of people. But in my opinion, I'm like, I feel like some, you know, it almost takes like a superstar to kind of get these get these kids to want to do it. You know, mm -hmm. if you grew up watching MTV, you might've saw Ryan Sheckler and thought, Oh, I want to be Ryan Sheckler in a way. Right. You know, I don't know how, how we grow like skateboarding has grown grown. Now there are skateboarders who hate that there are skateboarders who hate that. It's been, you know, that they're in the Olympics, they can't right. stand it. Cause it's not cool and stuff that like that. It's too mainstream, bro. Just like with wrestling. <laughs> I feel like there's that too. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Pure, I just, pure, well, purists. Purists. I mean, you again, know? there's, I'm a purist in some way from like a sporting standpoint. Like I love sports to be, to be pure, you know, your reasonings, you know, about honor and pride and all that. But you also can't project that on the world. If wrestling needs a little bit more of that capitalistic incentive or that mainstream incentive, then, and, and that's, what's going to make it grow. Then, then let's, let's do it. You know, skateboarding obviously is like you said, it's a little apples oranges, but at the same time, like it is tough and, it is kind of a gnarly sport. You get banged up and scraped up and all that. And kids are, kids like doing it, you know, it's actually yeah. funny. I want to, I turned 30 in like two weeks. And that's one of my things I want to start trying to learn how to do start is skate. Doing, I mean, I've always been like kind of a skate kid without, yeah. without yeah, being yeah. able to skate. So I was like, and it sucks too. Don't do it. No, do it. <laughs> it's going to kill me. <laughs> I picked it up last year during quarantine because I skateboarded when I was a teenager and I just got the crap beat out of me. I quit with like two weeks. That's the plan, right? I yeah. I just I need to get beat up a little bit. It's yeah, it's thirty, and it's been like four years since I've had a consistent just getting my body beat up. Granted, some of my athletes beat me up pretty good. Um, Andrew Lirez is always dinging my ribs up and whatnot. I always got something going on, but mm -hmm. maybe I need to get beat up a little bit. So skating was like give it a like, go and see what you let's, think. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's try it out. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, thank you guys for watching. Michael, um, one more time, the camp is June 24th and June 25th at Urbandale High School. Uh, Michael's a good guy, good family, good wrestling family. You got Gabe, your brother, yep. Iowa State. Yep. Um, Mike Marino as well. Anybody else going to be in the house? Just the Marino clan. Well, Colson de Blasi. Oh, um, nice. You know, oh, yeah. He's, he's, helping, that, my, he's helping my dad. I'm not sure if, uh, yeah. Right. I'm not sure if uh, he'll be around. I know I would like to obviously get him around. He's wrestled at a very high level Penner. as well. Exciting. Exciting. He was another KJ guy that Fireworks. was like, he could go out and wrestle a big, you know, top five guy and he could pin him because he pinned, yeah. you know, I think last year he, he uh, didn't have the most pins in the country, maybe something like that. Something like that. He's always Crazy. doing some weird stuff. Yeah. I remember, I remember, funny anecdote before we bounce out, 
you know, we would always get really, and I'm not telling you anything Colson doesn't know, so I'm not really like ragging on, but we get like, you know, trying to teach him to sprawl a little bit because he loved letting dudes on his yeah, legs and I just love that wrestling though. that. I love that. Almost like wrestling, doing a little bit of jits, like, yeah. you know, doing these, these freaking front headlocks on his butt and trying to reach under and, and, and hook a leg and just doing funky stuff. And how's his shoulders now? Eventually it just worked for him. We just let him go with it. His shoulders good. Yeah. I think so. You good. Like Dagan wrestles that way too. And Dagan's shoulders. Yeah. Not great right now. It's a lot of torque to put on your, on your joints all the time. So, I mean, my brother's got shoulder issues. I got shoulder issues. I think that's part of wrestling, but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of torque when you're just sitting on your butt trying to crank front heads and, legs and all that yeah. fun stuff so all right guys uh hit like so comment subscribe all that thank you michael for coming around thank you for having us uh back in january december yeah, or something like, january, that. Something like that. that that was right. awesome time's uh, melting together it but, is no it was great having you guys out there so cool we'll, we'll come out again we got we got to go out there and see a, a dual meet because now there's gonna be fans it'll be a lot better it'll be a lot better yeah all Get right some fans in there thanks guys thank you